Hello and welcome to Stony Brook's Full Core Press. My name is Andrew and I'm here with my boy Wilco. Wilco, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. How about you? Good, good. And I'm here with Anthony as well. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing today? Very good. So last night we had the Rising Stars uh, All-Star Game with Team USA beating Team World by 20 points, 151-131 with Miles Bridges as the Team USA MVP. Um... I didn't get to watch the game, so did any of you guys watch any of it? I did. You know, that's what you expect, you know, full of highlights. Um, there was a, like, through the legs alley-oop from John Morant to Zion Williamson, which I thought was going to happen at least one point in the game. Overall, it was pretty fun. You know, a lot of highlights, a lot of deep threes. Luka did bank a half-court shot to end the mm-hmm. first half, which I thought was pretty cool. John Morant and Zion on the same team would be dangerous. Th- those guys, because they, they played a dude together, right? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I don't know what happened to Team World because they were up ten, and then they just they the USA went on a run. It was like I think like thirty to five or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, I wish I had gotten to watch the first half. Actually, I was just able to kind of follow that on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and then I tuned into the second half, and yeah, as you said, Anthony, you know, Team USA just went on a huge run. Miles Bridges was really good. I thought he deserved the MVP. Um, you know, he brought in good effort, but also made those, you know, flashy plays that you're looking for at this type of game, which is, you know, at an all-star type of style of play. So I think he really deserved the MVP. Team World, where they fell short was just the bench. Their starting five was really good with Luka, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, RJ Barrett, Brandon Clark, Hachimura from the Wizards. But then their bench was just not really up to the task. They had Alexander Walker, who's really like the only guy who's been playing consistent minutes um, in the East for like a good team. Uh, Mihailo, who plays for the Detroit Pistons, but you know, Detroit is not really what it is anymore. So yeah, it it was a fun game. Um, I always like this game. It's always fun to see the rookies and the sophomores ball out for one night, have a bit of fun. So yeah, I I had a good time. Zion Zion Williamson even bent one of the rims, which was actually crazy. Did you guys see that picture? Yeah, I was scared that he was going to bend the other room, you know, going <laughs> into the second half. But, I mean, overall, he played a really nice game. But, yeah, I agree with you. Their bench ultimately killed them. I'm looking at the stats right now. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker was 2 of 12 from the field. I mean, 2 of 10 from three-point range. I 2 mean, of 10 from That's three. pretty bad that's, shooting. That's where it is. I understand yep. it's, you know, the Rising Stars game, and you're allowed to check up as many shots as you want. But, I mean, that's pretty bad. And then... I'm not going to bother pronouncing this guy's name. I'm going to try uh, Servitoslav uh, Mikuluk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess that's the best way I'm going to say it. Um, he also didn't really have a good game. He was 2 of 11, 2 oh. of 9 for 3-point range. So I think ultimately, I mean, that's just a small glimpse into what went wrong for Team World. But other than that, I think it was a great game. Yeah, so that's a good, great way to start off the All-Star Weekend. Tonight, we have the Skills Challenges, we have the Three-Point Contest, and we have the Dunk Contest. Um, so last week, we made our predictions, but unfortunately, our predictions have changed because of Damian Lillard's injury. Uh, so now Devin Booker has is now making his All-Star debut in the Three-Point Contest and in the All-Star Game. So... For now, let's talk about the three-point contest. We got Davis Bertans from the Wizards, Devontae Graham from the Hornets, Joe Harris from the Nets, Buddy Heald from the Kings, Zach Levine from the Bulls, Devin Booker from the Suns, Duncan Robinson from the Heat, and Trey Young from the Hawks. Last week, I said Buddy Heald was going to win, and I'm going to stick with my prediction of Buddy Heald. Anthony? Uh, yeah, I originally went with Damian Lillard, but of course, as we all know, he's now injured. So my uh, replacement winner will be, obviously, his replacement, Devin Booker, I think. 
He has a chip on his shoulder. He wasn't selected originally to the All-Star game. I think he was pretty disappointed. So, I mean, now he's getting the chance to pretty much shine. I think he's going to ball out and ultimately take this event. So, funny story, actually, for the listeners out there. We were recording this podcast yesterday as well, and then we had some technical difficulties. Originally, I said that Trey Young would win. I originally had, you know, Damian Lillard, but he's injured, as we just said. So, I picked Trey Young. But actually, overnight, I have changed my pick. I think Devontae Graham is going to win this. I think the Charlotte Hornets, one of the teams in the NBA who really has nothing going for them, at least like in the larger picture of things, I think Graham is going to win. He is a shooter, pure shot, great mechanics, can shoot from deep. He does have that. Yeah, he exactly. does have the shot. And um, I think especially the two, the two deep shots that they added to the three-point contest this year. I think those are going to be really advantageous for him. Yeah, he has, that kind of, he has that kind of shot that can let him shoot from long distance. That's also why I like Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald has the same sort of shooting motion as Steph Curry. He's got that kind of lower angle shot, but you get the high arc on it. So I think I think it's going to be a good uh, good contest, especially with this new mechanic with the deep three. What is, what exactly is it? I haven't heard much about that. I think it's like they added two deep threes to, every five, to the five spots that are they're shooting from. So what's from? a deep three? Is it... Do Basically, um, oh, if you were watching the celebrity game last night, they introduced the four-point line. I'm assuming it's from the same oh, distance. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Yeah, actually. it's actually kind of funny. It was between um Stephen A. Smith and Michael Wilbon. Apparently, I saw Stephen A. got ten. Yeah, he had a, the first yeah. technical of the celebrity yeah. game. Um, have you guys watched the three-on-three league at all? The the one with for the with the retired players. Oh, that, the big three. Yeah, big three league. I haven't. I've watched heard like about a little it. bit because they it. have they have the four-point circles, which is near half-court line, but. They're just circles instead of a line, and you got to be inside the circle. And if you shoot from inside the circle, that's worth four points instead of three. So I don't know if that's how they're going to do it for um, either the All-Star game or the three-point contest, but that's why I had in mind when you guys kept talking about deep threes. Yeah, I think for the three-point contest, they're just going to move it a little bit further back, maybe not necessarily from the logo, but maybe like a few more feet from where the actual three-point line is and make that the four-point line. Okay, so I, all I have to say then is – they're all lucky Curry's not playing because he's hit both of those every time. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly, exactly. Um, but also, some history might be made tonight. Uh, if Zach Levine were to magically win the three-point contest, he'd be the first person to win two events all-star Saturday night. Oh, I did not know that. That's pretty awesome. And yeah. I actually think he has a chance. I'm not saying Zach Levine is a, li- is a lights-out shooter, but he does have great shot mechanics. He can get hot. He's one of those streaky shooters sometimes. Yeah. He's going to be in Chicago, which is the team he plays for. So I think he's going to come out highly motivated. Oh, yeah, that's going to be good. So then after the three-point contest, we got the iconic dunk contest with Pat Connaughton from the Bucks, Aaron Gordon from the Magic, Dwight Howard from the Lakers, and Derek Jones Jr. from the Heat. We also made these predictions last week, um, and I don't think anyone's changed. My prediction is still Derek Jones Jr. I think he has the hops to do some crazy things in the air that people will look at just like how Vince Carter back in 20 in 2000 he described all of his dunks as he wants to show the audience just how high up he is that's why he did 360 and kind of like brought his arm all the way up so that he people could see how high he actually could jump so I think that's what Derek Jones Jr. is going to do he's going to show off his verticality in this yeah I think Derek Jones Jr. will have a great dunk contest but I'm going to stick with my original pick of Aaron Gordon I think he's going to, again, have a chip on his shoulder because the last time he was in a dunk contest, he should arguably won against Zach Levine back in 2016. At least I think that was the year. Point yeah. is, um, I think he'll have some great dunks to put on display, and overall, I think the dunk contest will be pretty fun. 
Yeah, I'm going to stay with AG as well. Uh, he had some great dunks back in that, you know, memorable dunk contest against Zach Levine, like Anthony said. And I'm hoping that he brings back that one dunk, which didn't end up working, the one with the drone. I think it was the drone had the ball, um, I guess, like, holding onto the ball. Like, the drone doesn't have hands, so I don't really know how to describe Didn't it. Didn't it drop it from yeah, really high up? It, like, dropped the ball from high up, and then I think Gordon was going to do, like, a behind the back and just, like, flush it. Yeah. So if that works, I think that could be awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for this dunk contest. Yeah. I think there's a lot of great uh, leapers, dunkers, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I think there will be a lot of tribute dunks as well. Yeah, Which, especially with Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, oh, I think Dwight Howard might actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Dwight Howard might, you know how when he was on the Magic, he took his jersey off and revealed Superman? Yeah. He's going to yeah. take his Lakers jersey off with another Lakers jersey that's going to be a Kobe jersey. I could I'm see gonna, that. I'm going to make my prediction for that because Dwight Howard, rumor has it he was actually supposed to have Kobe throw him alley-oops or at least help him with dunk ideas before Kobe passed. So Dwight's definitely feeling this pain and he's gonna do a tribute himself and also the nba is gonna do a tribute and i'm excited for the nba's tribute because the nba has a good track record of uh, honoring their players yeah i mean last night they kind of started it off i think stephen a smith and michael wolbon kind of briefly attributed kobe in a way um obviously you have the 224 patches on everyone's jerseys um overall i think the tribute so far has been pretty well um David Stern has kind of been um, undershadowed because of Kobe, but it's also for both him and Kobe. Right, so right. I think for both, um, just what they meant to the league, obviously, it was incredible. January Their impacts. 2020 was not a good month for the NBA, unfortunately. Yeah, and I think Dwight Howard will, you know, pay his respects to Kobe. Obviously, they played together in 2013. Um, obviously, he was able to help him with dunk ideas, as you said. And obviously now he plays for the Lakers, a team that's obviously, you know, hurt by the most mm-hmm. because of, you know, Kobe's death. But yeah, I think overall the All-Star Weekend should be fun. Um, obviously the tributes will continue, but that's just the way they designed it. And I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, the tribute's going to be, fu- it's going to be nice to watch, but it's going to be nice to watch in a really depressing way, I guess. It's just... We've heard so much about what happened with Kobe, and we know everything about Kobe now, so every time we talk about Kobe, it just hurts a little bit, but he he is one of those players that we just have to respect. I also think since it's in Chicago, Michael Jordan's going to have to make a statement because, I mean, that's where, he's, that's where he built his legacy. Kobe idolized Jordan, and Jordan recognized that, and even Jordan played against Kobe in an All-Star game, and for Kobe to play with his idol... I think Jordan has to say at least something for for Kobe. I agree. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, when you talk about the NBA, you have those generational stars. And I think you went from MJ to Kobe and now to LeBron. We've seen LeBron pay his respects, obviously, with that speech at the Lakers game, all of his messages on social media, on his shoes, just on everything, really. So, yeah, for MJ to come out and make a statement, I think that would be really cool. Yeah. And... Probably it's emotional only fitting. as well. It's only fitting just because we're in Chicago. So then we got Sunday with the All-Star game itself. We got Team Giannis versus Team LeBron. The only change is that Team LeBron now has Devin Booker instead of Damian Lillard due to injury. Uh, my my pick still stands. I think Team LeBron's going to win. And my MVP for this year is going to be Anthony Davis. Uh, but I have a dark horse MVP of Devin Booker because I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. And he's gonna if when he gets in the game... He's going to be jacking. And if he just happens to make six threes, I think that's enough to push him to an MVP vote. 
Uh, yeah. Um, I think that could definitely happen. I'm taking Team LeBron. Uh, as many people know, I don't think Giannis could draft a good team, <laughs> as evidenced by his two years of All Star drafting experience. Yep. But um, for an MVP pick, I would probably pick the ob- not the obvious one, but I think the homer and Anthony Davis. Obviously, he's from Chicago. The last time he kind of played in like a home type stadium was when it was back in New Orleans. He won the MVP then, so I'm gonna stick with him now. Uh, two dark horse candidates. Uh, I think Russell Westbrook will have a good game. Obviously, he's had great All Star showings in the past. And another one will be Trey Young. Obviously, he has a big chip on his shoulder because a lot of people didn't think he should be a starter. So I think overall, you know, he just makes a few threes, Trae gets Young's hot. Like team, right? Yeah, and get ha- and he'll get hot at the right time, and I think he'll make some key plays for Team Giannis. Yeah, so I agree with Anthony Davis. I think he's the front runner for MVP right now. I expect him to have a big game just like he had in New Orleans a few years ago. But if Team Giannis wins, I'm going to say Giannis gets the MVP. And my dark horse is Luka Doncic. I think that he's going to be very motivated to represent himself and the Dallas Mavericks in the All-Star game. As well as kind of bring in that international flair that maybe it's lacking a little bit. So Doncic, he had a good performance last night. But I think he was really saving himself for Sunday. And that's when we're going to see him go off take all types of crazy threes from the half court, step backs, whatever you do. I think he really has the potential to be an MVP here. And if he does it, it's just, you know, something else, which we'll see, um, you know, him being so good early on in his career. Yep, yep. And uh, final note on the All-Star game is you mentioned Zach Levine making history if he won the dunk contest and the three-point contest. Well, if LeBron James were to win the MVP of this uh all-Star game, that would be four MVPs. And Oscar Robinson, Michael Jordan, and Shaquille O'Neal all have three, along with LeBron. So if he gets an MVP this year, which, you know, he might. He might want to because, you know, legacy-wise, it will help him just because always having the most of something's good. But LeBron James could have four all-star MVPs and that'll be pretty impressive on his part I mean yeah he'll add another record to you know the list of records that he's broken through his career but I think the only thing that could advance his career at this point is winning titles which I think is another conversation for another day but yeah I agree I think LeBron obviously playing for Kobe I think he'll definitely go out and ball um, but I actually expect this game to be pretty close. I know LeBron, I think, clearly has the better team, but we saw what happened last year with Team Giannis. I think Giannis will ball out, and obviously the rest of those guys. So I think overall it should be a very good game. All right, so we hope you guys enjoy the All-Star game. So now we're going to move over to football, a little football real quick. Uh, mainly the big topic of the offseason this year is where will Tom Brady go? Right now he's a free agent. He has no team. He can retire, he can go back to the Patriots, he can go to any team in the league, and we're going to be making our uh, predictions and explanations for those predictions. So, Anthony, where do you think he's going to go? Um, so, I have one of two possible destinations. Uh, I think he'll most likely stay in New England. Uh, it makes the most sense. That's where he's been his entire career. That's where he's found the most success. And I think overall, he has a good relationship with Bill Belichick. I think he wants to be there to obviously mentor those young players that are in New England and kind of just leave the franchise in the right place. Um, but then the other destination that I have is the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. I think um, him going back home would be nice for him. You know, a change in lifestyle. You know, obviously Los Angeles is pretty beautiful, you know, with the weather and all that stuff. But, I mean, it's interesting because Coach Anthony Lynn was saying how he was actually pretty confident in Tyra Taylor being his starter. Now, ultimately, I think they'll either go after Brady or draft someone. But, I mean, 
I just thought that was very interesting. And yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Anthony. I think there are, I actually think there are three possible destinations. One of them being LA, like you said, the other one, New England. I'm going to throw in the Las Vegas Raiders as well, just because of the rumors that have been going out recently with them being prepared to offer Brady a two-year contract for $60 million. That's a great deal, especially at his age. Especially and at his age. Especially at his age. I mean, what is he right now, 41? For, might be 42, actually. 42, 41, 42. 42. So if you're getting offered that type of money in the, in the and I was going to say the NBA, yeah. the NFL, then I think it's a no-brainer for you to take it, especially at his age. Yeah, he's but 42. ultimately, I think he's going to stay in New England, not only because it is what he's familiar with, but I do think they're really going to try to rebuild the roster a little bit Obviously, Brady had a disappointing season last year, but a lot of the deficiencies were also in the roster, and he was definitely working with one of the weakest rosters that he had in you know a few years, I would say. So ultimately, I think he'll stay in New England. They're probably going to offer him a similar amount of money to that $60 million that uh, Las Vegas has reportedly offered to prepare him. Yeah. So I think he's going to stay home, play, I'm going to say two more seasons, and then call it a day. Two more seasons. He he himself has said forty five, so that'd be three more seasons. I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know. Um I don't I this is a tough choice. I've heard rumors that he's gonna stay with the Patriots. I've heard rumors that he could go to the Titans, Tennessee Titans, which would be one of my favorite places for him to go because the Tennessee Titans were basically a quarterback away from making it into the Super Bowl because they had Derrick Henry, but if Ryan Tannehill would have been Tom Brady, that game against Kansas City would have been a completely different game because they would have been actually been able to move the ball without just uh, running Derrick Henry. Um, I like him staying in New England probably about 75%, and then I think 20% he moves teams to either the Titans or the Chargers is a good, good choice, and then 5% is retirement. But for me personally, I'm going to speak this into existence because I want him to go to the Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm a Steelers fan, but... Ben Roethlisberger hasn't thrown a ball since his injury, and I think it's time for us to move away from Big Ben and not have Mason Rudolph or Duck Hodges as our quarterback. So I think Steelers should make a push for Tom Brady to see if he wants that because Tom Brady already has six championships, and that's how many the Steelers have total. So if Tom Brady would want to push one franchise, it'd be the Steelers to their seventh title and surpass the Patriots for the most Super Bowls? Yeah, a few things. One, I don't think the Steelers are going to realistically go after Brady. I think Ben Roethlisberger has become such an icon in Pittsburgh, and I think Pittsburgh is just going to hold on to him, obviously hope he gets better and go from there. But the second thing about the whole Brady situation is that I actually heard of a potential signage trade for Garoppolo, (laughs) which I obviously don't think will happen. I think the 49ers would be pretty stupid to do that. I mean... Garoppolo is their future. They obviously are fresh off of a Super Bowl appearance. Um, the only real, I think, key free agent, correct me if I'm wrong, is Emmanuel Sanders, which is a, and there's the possibility of him either retiring or I think re-signing with the 49ers, which I think he should do. The 49ers had a great year. Whether or not they will return to the Super Bowl, it remains to be seen. But I think overall, um, it shouldn't even happen to begin with. Yeah, I like Emmanuel Sanders. I uh, especially like Emmanuel Sanders on the Niners because he helped Debo Samuel grow as a wide receiver. And he, the moment he came into that locker room, the locker room changed to... he He's a very great leader. He has a presence in the locker room. Even though he's only a wide receiver, he is able to uh, motivate 
younger younger players like Debo Samuel, like Raheem Mostert, like Jimmy Garoppolo, like Nick Bosa, he can get them motivated to play in the game. But as you said, you know, Sanders brought a lot of leadership to that locker room. Imagine Brady joins in too. <laughs> That's definitely, I would say, favorites probably for the for the Super for Bowl. The Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, a sign and trade that would be very interesting, especially because Garoppolo is from New England. He spends, I think, his first two years there on the bench. He won a Super Bowl there. He won the uh, not the Rams Super Bowl. He won the um. Not the Eagles because they lost. What you're thinking of that? you're thinking Super Bowl Fifty with the Panthers, right? I mean, with well, yeah. the Broncos against the Panthers. No, no not Emmanuel Sanders. I'm talking about Garoppolo. Garoppolo won when. Uh, oh, but the only time he's ever won was with Brady. Wait, you yeah, know, he, behind, sitting behind Brady. Which, what, what Super Bowl was that though? That wasn't the Rams. I think one. it was multiple. I, I think, think it was the uh, the 2014 one, and then he won the 2016 one as well. Okay. I think. Yeah, okay. I think okay. he was won multiple. So he's with the so he was in. Or the 2017? No, yeah, the 2016. No, I think ever yeah. since he's been drafted, every single Brady, every single Brady Super Bowl after that is how many he's won. Even though he hasn't played, but yeah. I mean, yeah, it's helpful to be a backup in the NFL. Exactly. <laughs> he was a good backup though, too. So, but he's in. I think he's got. I think he's got a spot now in uh, San Francisco. It's a great spot for him. They're gonna be good for a couple years now. At least a couple years, especially with that defense. Nick Bosa was so good in the Super Bowl. He could have gotten MVP votes if. the 49ers would have won that game. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Nick Bosa could have potentially won Super Bowl MVP. I don't think he would have gotten it, though, because it's a quarterback for the league. Most people probably would have won with Garoppolo if the Niners won. Yeah, especially if he would have hit that long that long ball that to, uh, was it Sanders? Yeah, it was a third and five, and he kind of overthrew Sanders when he was wide open. Yeah. They probably would have won the game or at least made Kansas City sweat a little bit. Yeah, um, but I think overall you're right. Uh, I think Sanders should go back to San Francisco, stay there for a few seasons, and then ultimately retire. I think the 49ers will be a good team, you know, for the foreseeable future, you know, as long as Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't get injured again. Because I think arguably um, two seasons ago, the 49ers could have made a run because I think Garoppolo is kind of like that winning, like, wheel. Yeah, on that wins. team, yeah, I think the main reason why they weren't as good as they were this year is because Garoppolo wasn't there. I forget who their quarterbacks were. Um, exactly, I think it was like Nick Mullins or something like yep, that. Yep, but that's right, that's right. overall, I mean, the Niners they'll have a great they have a great future. Um, great young coach Kyle Shanahan. Too. Yeah, I think a lot of teams will compete with them in the NFC. Um, you could argue that the Rams will make a pushback. Um, I don't know who will come out of the NFC East. The NFC East is kind of a disaster at this point. Uh, obviously, you have the Packers, even though Rodgers is getting up in age, and obviously New Orleans. But we don't know what's going to happen to Drew Brees, um, which is actually another big – there's a lot of big quarterback dominoes in this year's free agency. Obviously, True. Brady Rivers is not going back to Los Angeles. I hear Brees. It's either Saints or retirement. That's yeah, I think yeah. that makes the most sense but for him. I, I also heard the Saints do want him back, so it's not, it's not like – Breeze wants to be there, and the Saints don't want him. It's more like Breeze might not want to be there, but the Saints do want him. But they also have Taysom Hill, who is a very interesting quarterback, but I've heard the Saints want him as a franchise quarterback. Yeah, I think Breeze will most likely resign, kind of like similar with Brady, maybe like a two-year deal, and mm-hmm. then maybe they'll both retire at the same time. That's yet to be seen. But I think overall, the NFL is in good hands. Obviously, we saw um, this past postseason that most of the older quarterbacks got out pretty early. Um, I think it's we're kind of in this new era or transition phase into the new era of quarterbacks. The dual threats, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, who just won Super Bowl MVP. 
Lamar Jackson, who won uh, the Desha- MVP, Deshaun Watson, uh, so on and so forth. Josh Allen even on the yeah. Bills. He's a dual threat. We got Russell Wilson still. We got uh, Kyler Murray's coming up now as a rookie. He had a great year. He won Rookie of the Year. So that's something. And, yeah, I think with Patrick Mahomes as the face of the league, having a good face of the league always helps uh, sports organizations like the NBA. It wasn't – its ratings dropped – uh, immensely when Co- when uh, Jordan retired, and then it finally picked up again when LeBron came into the league. So NFL ratings were dropping in the mid-2000s because they didn't really have, or mid-2010s because they didn't have a uh, good face. But now that uh, Patrick Mahomes is here, I think he's here to stay. I think everyone likes him on the Chiefs too because the Chiefs are kind of that that team that no one really hates. There's no, there's no reason to hate the Chiefs. Like, there's a reason to hate the Patriots. Like, there's a reason to hate other teams. But... He's in a good spot. He's right in the middle of the country, so he's going to have a wide variety of people that like him, and I'm happy. I'm excited for the next decade of NFL football. Yeah, I mean, unless you're a fan of a team in the AFC West, that's probably <laughs> the only reason why you don't like the Chiefs. Exactly. Um, I mean, they hadn't won a Super Bowl in 50 years up until now, so I think, you know, I'm happy for them. I congratulate the Chiefs organization. I think they played a hell of a season. Um, but, I mean, next season I think will be very interesting. Um, can't wait to see where all these free agents go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, way too early Super Bowl predictions. Um, I mean, I have, kind of have to wait to see how the free agency and the draft goes, but I mean, yeah, we'll get there. Okay. You yeah. know what? I'll say the 49ers right now. You say 49ers win it or is in it? Um, <laughs> I'll say they're in it just so you know I don't make a fool out of myself <laughs> when this comes back in like a year's time. That's not bad. Okay, so you gave no team. You gave one team. I'm gonna give the matchup. Um. I'm going to say the Chiefs versus the Seahawks. I'm going to go Chiefs-Seahawks in the championship next year. Um, Two things to both of your predictions. Uh, the main thing, I don't think both teams are going to come back in the Super Bowl. I think there's been a trend of the league where these new teams kind of just come up and about, or at least the consistent ones kind of rise over the top. Um, I might be a homer for doing this, but... I think in the NFC, I still got to go with those old quarterbacks. Um, I think it might either be the Saints or the Packers um, coming out of there. I think Drew Brees needs to finally get over the hump, so I'm giving the Saints a slight edge. I think they have the better team. Out of the AFC, for right now, I think I'm actually going to pick the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson builds upon his MVP season. Um, Kind of pulls what Mahomes did last year. You know, a lot of people thought... um, well, the Ravens were going to the Super Bowl. You know, they had the 14-2 record, and then they get bounced out by the – Yeah, and they got bounced out by the Titans. I think the Ravens, you know, they have a good defense. I think Lamar Jackson will continue to grow. Excuse me. Um, John Harbaugh, I think, is an excellent coach. So I think either one of those three teams will make it next year. I don't. I don't even think the Ravens are going to win the division next year. I think the Steelers got it, but that's just me being a homer. Of course. <laughs> I. But my my reason is that we actually. If Big Ben ever comes back, which he's, it's still reported that he hasn't even thrown a football since his injury, but if he comes back and plays, we'll actually have some offense. And last year we had no defense and went eight and eight. So with an offense, I think we can easily go eleven and five or uh, twelve and four. Yeah, I think the Steelers will definitely make the playoffs next year. Obviously, I think they barely they barely missed it without him. I mean, so the AFC East is. I think, in my opinion, between the NFC, I think is the weaker of the two. But, um, yeah, I think the Steelers make the playoffs. Um, 
I don't think they'll win the division per se. I think they'll be a 5C, maybe a 6. It depends on how Ben Roethlisberger comes back from injury, obviously. But I think overall, I think the Steelers are... I think when they make the playoffs, I think they'll become a dark horse. Um, yeah. Obviously, you can't count them out. You have Ben Roethlisberger, Juju Smith-Schuster. Obviously, that defense is TJ well and improved. Minka Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden, Devin Bush. Devin Bush is only going to get better. He was only he was a rookie. He had Rookie of the Year uh, votes for defense. He had we had TJ Watt who got Defensive Player of the Year votes. So our defense is very good. And Minka Fitzpatrick is going to be the new Troy Palomalu. Wow, those are some uh, big, bold words. You um, already know. I, I, I watched every single Steelers game this year uh, very intently, and I watched that defense manhandle some good offenses. They, they stopped Cooper Cup from catching a ball in, against the Rams when they beat them. They Yeah, I think I think it was Micah Fitzpatrick that had to pick six in that game. Yep. Oh, no, he recovered a fumble. He recovered a fumble for a touchdown, but it was the same, yeah, same, sort, of same, same, sort, same sort of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, Micah Fitzpatrick is – really good yeah i think um, there's a lot of young teams that have a good super bowl chance um obviously the bills and the texans obviously they had a great game in the postseason i think one of the best in the postseason honestly, they obviously yeah. went down to the wire um a few other teams um uh i'm gonna kind of be a homer for saying this but again you can never count out the patriots assuming brady goes back i think bo belichick i think will come back with the vengeance um they played really well. They were one of the best teams throughout the regular season, and they kind of just collapsed to the Titans. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think the Miami Dolphins kind of let the Chiefs win the Super Bowl because if you think <laughs> about it, right, they ca- yeah. the Chiefs get a bye because of Miami. Um, they didn't get to play in the first round. Who knows what happens? They obviously play against, I want to say it was the Texans. Um I think they would have played against the Titans, maybe, just because that's how... Yeah, I mean, if New England won, they would have went to Kansas City, which I think, overall, I think Kansas City still would have won, even then, with the revenge factor. Yeah. But I think for the Chiefs, overall, just recapping this past season, it's about the double-digit comebacks. I mean, they were down 24-zip against the Texans, you know, had seven straight touchdown drives. The Titans, they were down by, I think it was 10. 17-7. Or 17-7, yeah. 17-7. And then they um they came back from that. And they needed in the Super Bowl, down 10 in the fourth quarter, 20-10. to 10, And they uh they came back to win it. Um, yeah, name another team that could do that. <laughs> I don't think any other team could do that about the Chiefs with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. But uh, any last words on anything? Are we excited? What are we most excited for for this All-Star weekend? Um, I think I'm more excited to see the second half of the season and how that turns out. I know the Bucks are playing a great brand of basketball. I think they have the top seed overall. Obviously, you have the Lakers with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Obviously, you have the Clippers with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You know, there was a crazy game before the All-Star break against Boston. It went to double overtime. Really fun game. Yeah, and I mean, I was kind of mad I didn't watch that game. But, uh, yeah, the Clippers barely lost that game. But, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see, you know, a potential Clippers-Lakers uh, conference finals matchup or any playoff matchup in any way, shape, or form. And we'll definitely be talking about Clippers-Lakers matchups in later podcasts for sure. That's going to be a huge topic coming with this uh, with the season's end and we'll go any predictions or any you're uh, excited for i'm excited for three things so for the all-star weekend i'm excited to see what aaron gordon has tonight uh i just saw right now he said that he had some dunks in store that we've never seen before so i'm pretty pumped for that for the rest of the season i'm excited to see the clippers obviously how that plays out Kawhi and paul george haven't played that much together but i think the potential is still there for an awesome team i'm excited to see how the lakers continue I'm excited to see what the Philadelphia 76ers end up looking like by the end of the right. regular season and right. into the playoffs. 
And lastly, surprisingly enough, I'm pretty interested in seeing how the buyout market shapes out. I think we might be seeing, you know, Tristan Thompson be bought out. He could go to the Clippers, to the Celtics, who knows? Or the Lakers. Or the or Lakers. Lakers. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But I think all of those three things should be something that I'm really going to be keeping an eye on in the next few weeks. Yep. Uh, for me, I'm excited to watch the three-point contest. Always an entertaining game. I, I'm, I'm especially excited to watch this deep three that you guys keep talking about. I want to know what that is. I want to know who actually makes it. And for the rest of the season, I'm just excited. I'm always excited to watch LeBron James play. I want to. I want to see him continue to move up the scoring ladder. I want him to get past Kareem in the end of his career. I think it's very plausible for him to do so. I agree. Especially, yeah. especially with how well he's playing in his 17th year, and he's only 34 years old. So, or unless he just it's either he's just 34, or he just turned 35. What is it? Yeah, you could double check that. But yeah, I think LeBron will. I think he continue. just turned 35. Yeah, he just turned 35. So in his thirty fifth year or in his thirty fifth or seventeenth year, thirty five years old, he's just a beast and he's aged amazingly for how many how many hours of basketball he's played in his life. Yeah, he's kinda like the Tom Brady of the NBA. He keeps getting better with age. Yeah. So imagine everyone misses the deep three tonight. I think that would be pretty disappointing. <laughs> yeah, especially because they like, introduced it. You guys remember that one um I guess it was like All Star Weekend, I don't even remember what it was, but they had Curry out there shooting for charity. And like he was oh, yeah. It was like the half-court shots yeah, and he for, kept uh, missing every for Craig shot. Sager, yeah. And he kept missing every shot. It was so bad that Shaq ultimately just had to use uh, Craig Sager's son just to lay it up and in just to uh, get yeah, them the money. Like, yeah, That's some funny stuff. Oh, my God, Curry. All right. Well, any last words, guys? Anything? I mean, I just hope everyone, you know, had a good time. Valentine's Day yesterday celebrating with their loved ones, whoever that may be. And, you know, for everyone to have a great weekend. Yep. Yeah. Enjoy All-Star Weekend. Happy belated Valentine's Day. I said that in the podcast yesterday, but that, sh- that shit didn't record. And I'm excited for this. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us. And this was the Stony Brooks Full Court Press. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.